The following message is from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. More information about Axe can be found at axechurchleander.com. For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these many members do not have the same function, so in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all others. We all have different gifts, according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesizing, then prophesize in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving in the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. All right, so we've been continuing on in our new sermon series that we just started um, last week called New Humanity. And last week, Pastor Josh talked about the Spirit of God and how that enables us into a new humanity, um, how God is continuing to transform us uh, in and in his work through and in and through us to be able to create this new humanity uh, because of Jesus. And what's really cool as we kind of think about this is that, that we live on this side of the resurrection of Jesus. And what's so interesting, it's kind of like if you were watching a movie and you get to the very end and it says like, and they lived happily ever after. Like our lives are kind of like the, like what's next after those like credits roll through. Like it's kind of like this ordinary life that um, God is still working in and through our lives into the new humanity. And so we're, we're kind of in this new humanity right now, but it's not completely fulfilled until Jesus comes to return to make all things new. And so we're kind of like in this kind of weird paradoxical state of new humanity that's, that's here but hasn't been fully fulfilled. And I think it's important for us to be able to talk about what that looks like for us in our kind of ordinary, regular lives, what God is doing in and through us. And so today we're going to talk about community as a whole and just see community, transformation, and sending. And it's part of who we are at Acts. It's part of our kind of four attributes that um, kind of name who we are as, as our church. But I think it's so interesting about as we look at these kind of four attributes, um, we can't do any of the other three without being in community, right? So as we talk about being on adventure, um, we are always in adventure doing, um, doing some awesome and crazy things um, in community with each other, right? As we talk about transformation, God is not only just transforming my life or, or your life individually, but he's transforming the entire church as well through the work of his spirit. And as we get into sending, God is not just calling one person out into the world, right? He's calling all of us together in community to be able to share that love and that light together. And all that to say is that new humanity starts now, right? That this new humanity, as we continue to live on this side of the resurrection of Jesus, that, that we have all of eternity to be able to live with Jesus, and that new humanity starts within us right now in this moment. And I think Paul kind of understood that as he was um, writing through Romans and going through Romans, and as, we're, as we read this text from Romans 12, I want to hang on this verse in verse 5 um, for us this morning as we talk about what it means to be in community. It says, in Christ, we, though many, form one body, 
and each member belongs to all the others. In Christ, though many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. And so I think Paul understood what community really looked like. He, he, he talked about community from, from a standpoint from our relationship with God and then within our relationship with other people as well. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to kind of break down um, and hang on this verse together. Um, and as we talk about what community means for us is that we belong to Christ as one body, and then we also belong to each other as individuals. And so we're going to just uh, pull apart what this means for us and break this down together. So we'll start with uh, we belong to Christ as one body. So collectively, we are joined together with Jesus in one body. And I think this is crucial for us to understand because if we look at the character and the nature of who God is, from the very beginning of creation, before anything was even ever created, God himself was in relationship with himself, right? So we have God the Father, we have God the Son, we have God the Holy Spirit that existed even before all of creation, right? If you go back to Genesis 1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You have God the Father, the creator there. And then a couple verses down, it says, the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. And then if you jump into John 1, it talks about in the beginning was the Word. And we find out that that Word is Jesus Christ himself, right? that the character and nature of God is that he himself was always in relationship, always in community. And if we're made in God's image, then that means that we too are, are created and built for relationships, and we're built and created for community as well. And, and this is crucial because I think when Jesus is doing his ministry and he's talking with his disciples, and, and before he becomes um, crucified and goes to the cross and, and dies for us, he, he does this large kind of prayer as like an intercessor um, on behalf of all people for the rest of eternity. And, he, and it's called this high priestly prayer in John 17. And he says this. He says, Holy Father, protect them, meaning, meaning us, the followers of Jesus, by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. Right? He, he's praying that just as him and the Father are one, that, that we also might be one, joined together in one body of Christ as one. And I think this is crucial. This is so important because when we act as the body of Christ as one, then, then we reflect the image of Christ. When we act as the body of Christ as one, we reflect the image of Christ. So, so whenever we read scripture together, right, whenever we take communion together, whenever we forgive one another and, and we confess our sins to one another, when, whenever we pray, whenever we witness a baptism, when we say the Lord's Prayer or when we say the Apostles' Creed, yes, even when Josh messes up the Apostles' Creed, yes, we still do it as one church, one body gathered together in Christ. And later on in Ephesians, what Paul writes is that not only are we part of the body of Christ as one, but, but Christ is, is the head, that he's, he's the one that's in charge, right? He's, he's Lord over all of the body of Christ as the whole church. So then, as we think about it, then how do we act as the body of Christ together? How do we act as one? Because it could be so easy for those of you guys that are living in Austin that as you're driving down the street, um, you look to your left and you look to your right, and, and maybe you see all these different churches, right? Or um, maybe you think of some of your other friends who might be Christian that maybe don't believe in the same uh, sort of things as you, right? That uh, maybe have different political stances as you, right? That um, you see all these different denominations, and so it, it might feel like the body of Christ isn't really one. 
And, and sometimes that's hard to reconcile and to, to understand that. But I think it's important when, when, when Paul says that God has given us specific gifts to use, that not all of these same gifts that God gives to us are, are exactly the same. Right? And, and it's easy for us to think, yeah, I think of the body of Christ, and you jump to that 1 Corinthians verse where it's like the hand is not a foot and the foot's not, and you, you try to distinguish all these differences between people. But what's crazy and really cool to think about is the body of Christ, the way that we should look at it is not by our different functions, but how they continue to work in conjunction with one another. So for those of you guys that maybe have... Uh, broken a leg before, or maybe you've uh, cut yourself before, and uh, you've seen, you know, you start bleeding, and you start freaking out, and all this stuff. Um, let's, say, let's say you broke your leg. Let's use that as an example. If you were to break your leg, does your arm just, like, completely have pity on your leg, like, dislocate itself, and, like, detach itself, and find another body? No. What it does is the, the rest of the body around you actually strengthens itself to try to keep yourself afloat to make sure you're not falling over. Maybe you're using crutches, and so maybe your, your other leg is getting stronger to be able to support and encourage and to allow your, your other leg to be able to heal itself as it's growing. Or, or maybe if you cut yourself, right, immediately you start to bleed. Well, that blood is trying to kind of supplement and trying to figure out what's going on with the body and how can it allow itself to be able to heal, right? Um, or like the blood platelets or, or white, uh, white blood cells, right? They go and they help to defeat the bacteria to keep things from getting into the body to make it worse. Or whenever you get sick, your body alerts itself to let know, hey, like there's something wrong with your body and you need to care for yourself. In the same way, that's how the body of Christ should function, right? That whenever we see a need, whenever there's something that's going on, the church should be the first to be able to say, hey, there's something wrong here, and we want to be able to strengthen ourselves around you to be able to care for you and to love you, because that's what it means to work as one, right? And Christ gives us that within the Holy Spirit to say, look, there are some different things that you have, and there's some different things that other people have, and we can use those gifts not to be able to help ourselves or just to grow in our own relationship, but to be able to lift others up and to be able to support one another and love one another in that way. And so for us to think about what, what sort of gifts has God given you in community to be able to lift up and support one another? Or, or where are you seeing the body of Christ hurting in this time where, where you can offer your gifts that God is giving you to be able to support them and lift them up, to remind them that, that the body of Christ is one? All right, next one we're going to get to is that we belong to each other individually. So when we talk about community in the new humanity, it meets people where they are and loves them as Christ loved them, right? As Paul was writing this letter to the Romans, he wasn't just doing it as one person alone. In fact, he was surrounded by a community of different people that were sharing information with him, and he was able to kind of jump some ideas off. And as he's putting together some of this stuff, a lot of uh, the beginning of Romans is more of like an argument where he's trying to like help people try to find what Jesus is doing in and through their lives. And so he probably was working with a lot of different people, like different scribes and different people, and connecting with different churches as well in that community so that he can continue to support and raise other people up. And what he does is that he's not only talking to the Romans, Christians there is time, but the people who were once Jewish that then f- believed that Jesus was the Messiah and continued to follow Christ as a whole, right? And during the time of Romans, there was just a lot of turmoil with racial divide and different theological beliefs in following Jesus. And so Paul had to write this letter 
in order to address some of the problems that the church was facing and how they should learn to treat one another. And so we're at the point in time uh, in Romans 12 where he's saying, okay, now that we understand what it means to follow Jesus, how can this apply to us in our regular lives? And he makes this argument and says that the church, that Jesus loved the church, not only collectively as we talk about one body, but he also loves the individuals as well, right? And this is important for us because we cannot love genuinely, as Paul commands us to love genuinely, when we either choose to love the church as a whole or just its individual members. Because the danger of this is, is that what we see is people are leaving churches or people unfortunately leave the faith because maybe we've chose to either love the church as a whole or love just individuals as a whole and not both together. We have to take the church and, and the people who are part of it for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, because this is what Jesus did. Jesus literally loved his bride, the church, to the point of death on a cross. And this is where things kind of get practical for us. Our faith in Jesus is, is personal, but it's not private. Let me say that again. Our, our faith in Jesus is personal, not private. Because of God being in relationship with himself since the very creation of the world, out of his image where we created for community, right? And, and sometimes this can be sometimes countercultural for us as Christians because it's easy for us to think that, that we just need Jesus and, and, and my Bible and, and prayer time and a nice hot cup of coffee in my morning just so I can get away from everybody else, and, and that's just it, right? But God has created us for community, God has created us for relationship, not only with him, but also with other people around us as well. That, that we belong to each other as individuals, right? Community is necessary for us growing in relationship with God and with other people. Community is a part of who we are because God was, with, was never without community. That we belong to Christ as, as one body, with Jesus being the head, and because of that, we're stronger together, right? But we also belong to each other as individuals, that we meet each other's needs because we are part of this larger community gathered together. And because of that, we're stronger as well. See, community is this active pursuit of showing, the people, showing people the character of God and what it looks like when everyone is in. When everyone is committed to being in a strong community together, committed, for commu- committed to community that continues to show the character of God, that's what God calls us to in the new humanity for us. And so what does that look like? What does that look like specifically? Well, I was just thinking about as, as we read further on, and this wasn't part of our reading, but in verse 14 through 16, which I encourage you guys to read this week, uh, Paul gives us kind of some hands-on things for us as we continue to love one another in community. And this is what he says in, in verse 14 and 16. He says, bless people who persecute you. Now, Paul might have thought about some of the times that he interacted with Jesus or saw Jesus doing his ministry, or maybe people reminded him of the things that that Jesus was doing during that time as he was interacting with people on earth in his earthly ministry. And so maybe when when Paul says, bless people who who persecute you, 
This is just like when, when Jesus was saying, I want you to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. His Sermon on the Mount, he's talking to a group of, of people who wanted to hear how to follow Jesus better. Bless people who persecute you. He also says, rejoice with people that are rejoicing. Maybe that takes us back to a time when Jesus was in Cana in Galilee, and they were having this huge celebration. They were having a huge wedding party together, and, and there was a lot of joy being around, and they were celebrating each other. And they unfortunately ran out of wine, and Jesus had to kind of make some wine out of water. And so he ended up doing that, which was a miracle in and of itself. But rejoice with those who are rejoicing. Or maybe uh, Paul thought, when it says, weep with those who weep. Maybe you think back to the time when Mary and Martha lost their brother, Lazarus, and Jesus went to go meet them and to see Lazarus so he can raise him from the dead. And even in the midst of, of him knowing that, that he's God and he's going to raise Lazarus' dead body, he still wept alongside Mary and Martha. For us to be able to weep with those who weep, and then lastly, he says to live in harmony with one another. Oftentimes, uh, Paul might have seen Jesus hang out with sinners or tax collectors or prostitutes or people who just who are on a lower status than other people. Right? And, and people often saw him with other people. People saw Jesus in community with people who are far away from God, and yet God had come and visited them and been with them. That as the community of Christ in this new humanity, that we meet people where they are, regardless of their status, regardless of, of who they are, even if they're far away from God, that we continue to be light and life to those around us, to invite people into life with us. Now, this is hard for us as we kind of talk about today, and, and here's the reality, is that we're, we're still in a pandemic, right? There's still people who would rather just uh, stay away from people, maybe because uh, they don't want to get sick with COVID, right, which is understandable. Um, maybe people have just chosen to find smaller circles to be around and to hang out with. And so sometimes it's hard for us to be able to talk about community during this time. But I, I want to say, for those of you guys that um, maybe are feeling isolated, or, or maybe you're feeling like you're far away from God or you feel far away from the people at Acts or from other uh, people who uh, follow Jesus, that here at Acts, that you deserve community. Right? You, you, you deserve to be a part of a community of people that love you and care for you and want you to grow in your relationship with God. And, and maybe for those of you guys, you want to get involved in something like a community group. Or maybe you just want someone to talk to, or maybe you want someone to just pray for you and care for you, that you also deserve community. And we're here to be able to help. And for those of you guys that maybe don't know where to start, um, you can always uh, message the Acts page. You can always contact myself or Pastor Josh um, if you want to get connected to a, um, a community group to be reminded of that love that, that Jesus has for you. And so you can continue to grow in your relationship with God. I encourage you to come talk to me. Or maybe you just want someone to pray for you or pray with you. We have a group of elders that each and every week they pray for you on the uh, comments. So if you have any prayers, you can add those um, there. Or uh, we have a team of prayer warriors that each and every week not only pray for you, but also think about you during the week and catch up with you to see how you're doing as well. And we have also other different leadership teams. We have women in Christ that, that care for you and pray for you on a regular basis. We have a team of people. We have a community of communities together that want to lift you up and care for you. And we just want you guys to know that you are loved, that you're cared for, 
as we continue to do this thing called community, as we do life together in this new humanity. So there's a place for you. You belong. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. Feel free to share this message with others and stay connected with us at axechurchleander.com.